Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. I am Myron Metcalf, not Greeny. He is Mike Wells, and we are here filling in on Greeny on ESPN Radio, ESPN Plus, the ESPN app, and your smart speaker presented by Progressive Insurance. Guests appear on the Goodyear Hotline. All callers join us on the Dr. Pepper Hotline. You can get in on the mix on the show, 888-729-3776. That's 888-SAY-ESPN. We also want to be a part of Greeny Nation on the Dr. Pepper call-in line. ESPN Nation is presented by Dr. Pepper. College football bowl season is here, and fans are hyped. Return to glory with Fansville by Dr. Pepper, the one fans deserve. Mike Wells, my man, Pots and Pans. How you doing today, man? What's up, my brother? Merry Christmas to you. You talk about pots and pans, man. I got <laughs> I got four sweet potato pies in the oven Ooh. right now. They, um, they almost them? done. You oh, yes. Oh, yes, sir, my brother. Hey, not, I'm not eating all four. I got three for some friends because we had a Friendsgiving, and okay. I made some. They're like, can you make some for Christmas? So I'm out there. Uh, you got, I got a little flour on my shirt right now, but I like the it. smell is good, brother. You got to send me the recipe, man, uh, after the show. Uh, I'll probably mess it up, but... I would love to know it. Obviously, so much happening, Mike, in the NFL today. Mike Wells, who covers the Indianapolis Colts for uh, ESPN. I'm Iron Metcalf, college basketball reporter, ESPN radio host, 49ers, Titans. It seems like every game is pivotal, right, in the NFL, just considering the playoff implications. Nothing's been decided. No one's locked up anything. Uh, So every game you go to it and you say, okay, the stakes are high. But the stakes seem particularly high for this game. Before we get into the playoff standings, though, and everything there, I think about the quarterbacks, Mike Wells. I think about Jimmy G, and I think about Ryan Tannehill. I have a theory in life, and my theory is you're not going to win a Super Bowl with Ryan Tannehill. Okay? Now, there's nothing wrong with Ryan Tannehill. I think he's a solid quarterback. Solid quarterbacks don't win Super Bowls, and that's the challenge. And I think you can make the same case for Jimmy Garoppolo. To me, Jimmy Garoppolo, Mike, is never going to get a better chance to win a Super Bowl than the one he had up 10 going into the fourth quarter against the Kansas City Chiefs a couple years back. So between those two, Tannehill, Jimmy Garoppolo going into this game, Mike, who do you have more confidence in headed to the future? Well, you know, it's funny. You mentioned, you mentioned uh, Garoppolo. You know why he's not going to win a Super Bowl? Because he can't make big plays. Think about 100%. it. 100%. Think about it. You get to the fourth quarter. You're up. You're up on the Kansas City Chiefs with Patrick Mahomes. Your quarterbacks have to make a big play at some point in the game. Patrick Mahomes was able to do that. I've said it since our Super Bowl. Jimmy Garoppolo went in the fetal position, in my opinion. He didn't step up and make a big, make a big play. But with that said, I would rather roll with Jimmy Garoppolo over Ryan Tannehill because Garoppolo's got help when it comes to the defensive side of the ball. What has Ryan Tannehill done without Derrick Henry, without A.J. Brown? Quarterbacks are supposed to make their wide receivers better. The receivers are not supposed to make the quarterbacks better. But Ryan Tannehill, he's not making anybody better. So give me Jimmy Garoppolo in that situation, even though the clock is ticking on my man in the Bay Area, because Trey Lance says, hey, I got next, my brother. Yeah, but I wonder about that, though. Is Trey, does Trey Lance have next? He's Mike Wells. I'm Myron Metcalf filling in here on Greeny on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, ESPN Plus, and on your smart speaker. Like, is Trey Lance next? I think, I think the fact that Trey Lance didn't really push Jimmy G this year I think that has inflated Jimmy Garoppolo's appeal, right? At the end of the day, you trade up for a guy like that, you get him in that position. The assumption is you're going to go in training camp and there's going to be a quarterback battle. And and to this point, we saw Trey Lance in some situational moments, but he hasn't pushed Jimmy Garoppolo at all. And it appears unless the San Francisco 49ers plan to make some big trade, he's coming back for 2022 uh, and he'll be the guy again. Whereas I think with uh, Ryan Tannehill, 
He was boosted by Derrick Henry, and then Derrick Henry goes away, and we go, wow, this guy's kind of limited in, in what he can do. At the same time, both of those teams, as it stands now, uh, are in the playoffs, right? Tennessee is a team that has somehow managed to still compete for that top seed. They're still in that hunt. There's still a chance they get that. And I think San Francisco in the NFC right now has the, has the sixth seed after a rocky season. Between those two, if you think about playoffs, let's say both of these teams might get into the playoffs. You got Ryan Tannehill and maybe Derrick Henry coming back, right? That's a factor in this. And then you got Jimmy Garoppolo with the Niners. Who do you think will be better in that moment in the postseason when they have to be that playmaker to lead their teams to a win? I'm going, I'm going Ryan Tannehill in this situation. Maybe I'm biased because I see – the Tennessee Titans twice a season because I covered the Indianapolis Colts. I like Ryan Tannehill. The best thing that happened to him is that Miami said, hey, Ryan, thank you, but we're going to go on and move in ne- another direction. And he needed yeah. that fresh start. It's not me, it's you kind of thing. Yeah, exactly. He had, he I've been had there that, before. <laughs> he, had the, he had that fresh start with the Tennessee Titans. And when you have – I'm going to assume that Derrick Henry is coming back. When you have him out there and Tannehill's ability to run that bootleg and tuck, tuck the ball and run, he's athletic. My man is an athletic. Don't forget, he didn't play just quarterback at Texas A&M. He was, a, what, a wide receiver at A&M before, before he became a quarterback. So give me, give me Tannehill and the X factor in all this, Mike Vrabel, the most underrated head coach in the NFL, in my opinion. He's got that old school, I'm going to put my Tims on, my blue jeans on, <laughs> and, put the lunch, and bring the lunch pail, and we're going to play blue-collar blue football and punch you in the mouth. That's the way Mike Vrabel has his boys playing, and that's how the Tennessee Titans are. When they have Derrick Henry out there, he makes uh, Ryan Tannehill way more effective. But I think that becomes the challenge. He's Mike Wells. I'm Myron Metcalf. We're here filling in on Greeny on ESPN Radio, ESPN Plus, the ESPN app, and your smart speaker. Like, that's my challenge is we talk about Ryan Tannehill in relation to Derrick Henry, right? The idea is like, wait, Derrick Henry's going to come back. That team's going to get healthy. Julio Jones gets healthy. Like, we're waiting for this moment for everything to be right with the Tennessee Titans, and then you're going to see the real Ryan Tannehill, Right. Whereas I feel like, to his credit, as much as I think Jimmy Garoppolo is sort of a middle-of-the-pack quarterback, this has been his reality for the last three years in San Francisco. When's the last time he saw San Francisco completely healthy? So what Ryan Tannehill is dealing with, Jimmy Garoppolo has had to weather that most of his time in San Francisco. So I think I'm more confident in Jimmy Garoppolo for that reason, because I think when it comes to Potentially, maybe you get Derrick Henry back. Maybe not. You never know with Julio Jones. Maybe there are injuries with the 49ers as well. In that circumstance where things aren't certain, I want Jimmy Garoppolo because he's been there before. Now, real quickly on this one, open market. Both of these guys could be with a new team next year. Both of these guys could move on next year. Who has more value, you think, in the open market between Ryan Tannehill and Jimmy Garoppolo? I got to take a quarter out of my pocket and just toss that one up in here. I think it's about who, which team – from a scheme standpoint, could fit him in. But I, I'm again, I'm going. I like Ryan Tannehill better than, than Jimmy Garoppolo. Yeah. The fact that the San Francisco 49ers traded up to get Trey Lance tells you, hey, we don't believe that Jimmy Garoppolo is that guy that can take us to the next step, meaning to the Super Bowl, winning the Super Bowl. If they felt in Jimmy G that he was, he's still in his prime. There's no way in hell would they have thought about trying to trade up to get Trey Lance. That says everything you need. Kyle Shanahan is an offensive guru, and he still doesn't believe he can get Garoppolo to play the way he wants to. So Ryan Tannehill is the guy that has more value on the market. See, I don't know, man. I I think there's still a lot of believers in Jimmy Garoppolo that if you put him in a team where you're not dealing with all these injuries, like if you put Jimmy Garoppolo in a Kirk Cousins situation, I think he'd be Kirk Cousins. 
I mean, you gave him a Justin Jefferson. Well, I'm not Jefferson. a Kirk Cousins guy either. So that, that's hey, don't, well, you, you, you and me both. I mean, <laughs> yeah. but but you can't you can't fault what Kirk Cousins has done. Kirk Cousins is a great example of a guy who, when you have the weapons around him and the conditions are right, like like he's going to do well. And I think if you put Jimmy Garoppolo in that situation, I think Jimmy Garoppolo will be really good too. I'm not convinced that Ryan Tannehill is certainly great uh, in that situation, but I think that's the thing that you know we we have to figure out, man, going forward. Because I think both of those guys could be with other teams next year. Uh, and this is going to be, I think, a critical season, uh, critical postseason potentially for both guys. He's Mike Wells. I'm Myron Metcalf. This is Greeny on ESPN Radio, ESPN Plus, the ESPN app and your smart speaker. That was Straight Talk Wireless. No contract, no compromise. Greeny is presented by Progressive Insurance. Save when you bundle auto, home, or motorcycle insurance. Visit Progressive.com. Coming up next we have the man who knows all about the NFL landscape, our guy, Jeremy Fowler, on ESPN Radio. Greeny, the podcast. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. ESPN NFL insider Jeremy Fowler joins us on the Goodyear Hotline. Now with you for every mile on the road to greatness, Goodyear. More driven. Happy holidays to you, Jeremy. Um, question for you. I'm, I'm curious. Are you going to play wide receiver for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers going forward? Because it looks like they need some bodies out there, man. Yes, sir. Happy holidays, Myron. Happy holidays, Mike. And, uh, you know, I've been staying loose. Got, got my hamstrings ready. Um, my explosion is still there. So got that 6.040 speed. But, yeah, it's 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 funny talking to some people in Tampa. They're like, look, nobody's going to feel sorry for us. You know, we won the Super Bowl. We're loaded. Uh, we, you know, we have a great roster, but it, now like with Antonio Brown coming back, uh, assuming he plays, which I think he will, you know, he was a luxury and now they know he's a necessity. Like they really need him. Like they feel like they need two good receivers because they don't have the kind of like running game or pass catching out of the running out of the backfield where they can only have one dominant receiver. They feel like they need at least two. Uh, they had three now, but they got A.B. coming back. Gives them a second. Hey, speak, speaking of injuries, let's go to the AFC, Jeremy. Nobody's feeling sorry for Baltimore. I mean, they've they've gone through everybody. They were Lamar Jackson was probably f- trying to find guys off the street in Baltimore to come play with him at some point. Considering how jam-packed the AFC North is, can Baltimore do enough to win that division considering what they're dealing with, especially with Lamar? Yeah, Mike, I, th- I still think they can. I mean, you know, if Tyler Henley has to play this week, I, I don't think the Ravens feel like they miss a beat. At least that's a, that's my sense. Um, 
And uh, that's certainly not a knock on Lamar Jackson, who's the, the better playmaker. But, you know, they went against Green Bay pretty much toe for toe. And the Packers are probably the best team in the league. Um, so it, it's a very resilient team. That's why I still have them with a decent chance to win the division because nobody's taken it yet. All four teams are between seven and eight wins. The Browns have had their issues. Uh, you know, the Steelers are kind of barely hanging on here. They're winning games even though they can't run the ball. Uh, they can barely stop the run. They can barely pass the ball. They can't do much of anything, uh, but yet they're finding ways to pull these out. And so I, I just don't know which of those teams I trust. Just I might trust Cincinnati the most just because they have five legitimate weapons on offense with Joe Burrow, uh, you know, and, and the defense is much improved. So they can really hang in any game uh, the, each week. You know, they're, they're right there. So I would say Cincinnati won Baltimore two right now if I had to kind of slot them. Jeremy, we've got Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey now on the COVID uh, list heading into this crucial game against the Steelers. What is next for the NFL in this chapter where there's a new policy that will affect asymptomatic vaccinated players? What are the chances that we are going to continue to see, you know, these sort of things that we saw with Cleveland where a bunch of players are out every Sunday? Yeah, so the league's going to stay nimble here week to week. Uh, you know, just talking to some teams this week, they do feel like by next week they're hoping that the numbers will subside a little bit because the new policies will have taken hold where, you know, a guy has to be suffering some sort of symptoms uh, in order to get tested in some cases if they're vaccinated. You know, they tweak that to where they don't have to um, – they feel like if, if they're pushing back the testing a little bit, then the numbers won't be as outrageous. And they're just trying to get to the finish line here. But I know, like, with the Chiefs and the Chargers, with their games individually, they feel like they're on a schedule, uh, even though they, they have pretty high COVID numbers right now. And, you know, nobody's in the 20s. Like last week, we had a couple teams just with huge numbers, and, and you're worried about the product on the field. Uh, this isn't the case just yet. So as long as things don't get crazy in the next day or two, uh, we're, we're going to see those, those games full speed ahead. The, you know, the league felt like last week was sort of a nightmare. I would have to reschedule three games. They have no plans of that right now. So what changed, uh, Jeremy, uh, when when this all started and they were laying out the different rules of things where they said, hey, if you don't have enough players, you could forfeit, then obviously players are going to lose um, their, yeah. their game checks and everything. Why did the NFL change its stance on that? Well, yeah, it, it did and it didn't. I, I think it, it didn't change the stance in that they would – the plan originally over the summer was they would only forfeit games if a they couldn't reschedule the games and b uh, there was an outbreak due to just too many unvaccinated players. And so, uh, in the case of the Browns, they had high numbers, but they also had vaccinated players mostly, and they were asymptomatic for the most part. So uh, it really wasn't uh, because of uh, you know lack of following protocol in Cleveland. So because of that, they figured, well, let, let's work with the NFLPA to try to reschedule this. You know, the, the PA did spearhead those games being rescheduled because the forfeiting was at least discussed. But that's why teams like the Raiders were so frustrated because they're like, we have nobody on the COVID list as of the weekend, and you're making a fly out a day later um, when you know this. You know, Cleveland should should have to suffer here because you know it's not our fault that that they got high COVID numbers. So. Um, I think some of those teams went into the last weekend thinking the forfeit was on the table because of all the talk of the summer, at least that the league would, would be, um, would, would have a, a, a little more resolve in pushing these games through as scheduled. Was there and any... so, you know, oh, I'm sorry, go ahead. 
Oh, no, you're good. Go ahead. I was going to say, was there any argument from Cleveland? They had, you know, they played on Monday night, and now they have the Saturday afternoon game against Green Bay. So you're talking about it's already tough enough to play on Monday night and then have a Sunday night game or a Sunday and Thursday night game. Has there been any pushback from Cleveland or, or disappointment that, you know, they played, they're having a, a real short week on this one? Well, I know this. I, I know they're – or at least there were some whispers of some people in Cleveland, either the front office or elsewhere, who didn't really want to see the game push back, the Raiders game, that is, um, because of what they had coming this weekend. And that short turnaround you mentioned, like that that was a factor. I, I don't think that, you know, the Browns wanted the extra time to get players back. Um, but there was a lot of spirited back and forth about, you know, the merits of moving the game back. And, and you know, the Browns um, – kind of saw both sides of it, you know, at least like, cause they only got two players back. They were down 12 starters ended up getting, I think two back before that Raiders game due to the one extra day. So it wasn't a big, it wasn't as big of a swing positively as they had hoped. And so now they lose the extra day, but I, I don't think it was a huge sticking point, but I just know some people there in Cleveland were like, well, okay, this might actually hurt us a little bit. He is Jeremy Fowler. We are joined. Uh, he joins us on the Goodyear hotline, Mike Wells, Amira Metcalf filling in, for Greeny, last question here, uh, Jeremy. Daniel Jones out for the season with his neck injury. Seems like yeah. there are some questions about what's ahead. What is his future with the New York Giants after all of these developments? Yeah, Myron, it's funny. I, I was told that if if this injury happened like two weeks earlier than he could finish the year, it really is like a six-week injury recovery. And so he just happened to get hurt and suffer the neck strain six weeks before the season. So – uh, it's incredibly bad timing for a player who still has a lot to prove, uh, still needs to show uh, the Giants fan base a little more. And, you know, I, I, my understanding is he, he will certainly be an option next year. Um, but I, it would be naive to say the Giants aren't going to look at their options elsewhere, whether that's a big fish like a Russell Wilson type uh, via trade or is just looking at the market or draft picks. You know, the Giants know it's, it's a weaker draft pool quarterback, so I don't think they're really going to go hard there unless it's a developmental option. Uh, but, you know, Jones going on the fourth year of his deal, he's still cheap. They still believe, like, if they can fix their offensive line and have enough around him and stay healthy, uh, th- then he can be successful. He's probably a little scheme dependent. He's, it's not like Aaron Rodgers where you can suffer five injuries on your offense and still, you know, keep humming. Um, so he needs help around him. But, they, you know, they still feel like he's a pretty good player. So I think he'll be an option next year. All right, Jeremy. Well, thank you as always, man. Happy holidays to you and yours. Hey, happy holidays, guys. Appreciate you. Have a He's good Jeremy one now. Fowler, on uh, NFL expert analyst. Join us on the Goodyear Hotline. Right now at Wendy's, see what all the hype is about with their new guaranteed hot and spicy crispy fries. We're talking real cut, natural cut potatoes, the kind that Mike Wells likes. Perfectly Sir. sprinkled in sea salt and guaranteed to be hot and crispy down to the very last fry, or they'll replace them. These aren't just the typical fries you add to a meal. These are fries worth adding a meal to. Abandon the, abandon the old, cold, and soggy. And head to Wendy's today, where your fries are guaranteed to be hot and crispy at participating U.S. Wendy's. Well, now I'm hungry, Mike Wells. Uh, And I think a lot of fans are hungry for football where most of their team is out there on the field. You cover the Indianapolis Colts for ESPN. Uh, You are in the middle of this. Where are we headed? Because it appears that with this new variant, we're going to see more positive cases across the world. And we're clearly seeing that here in the United States. But there is a push in the NFL and other sports organizations to say, okay, but what about the asymptomatic vaccinated players? 
are they still subjected to the same rules? So, so what's happening now in the NFL and are we going to make it to the end of the season without these sort of groups of 10, 15 players missing games? Well, I'll address the latter part of your question. I don't know. I mean, you look at that, that COVID reserve list that seems to come out daily. The numbers are just going and going and getting higher every single day. And let's be real. We know all professional sports, it all comes down to the dollar bills. And in order to make money, they want to play the games. They're going to do everything possible to keep games going. We've had games every day this week with the exception of yesterday. We got a game tonight with San Francisco and Tennessee. They will they will try to jam pack as much as possible because they want to get through. The thing with the COVID variant, the reality is, I mean, we all thought back in the spring, the winter and spring of 2020 that okay, this may this is a short term thing. Everything's going to be fine. Here we are, almost two years later, still trying to battle it, and there's new variants coming up left and right. And if there was an end date an expiration date to say, okay, you know what? COVID is going to be done in February, 2022. Let's put every, the entire sports world on hold and pick it up on February 1st and roll. That will be fine. But that's not the case. Nobody knows when this is going to be over with. So they're sitting there trying to navigate this course and see what they can do to keep sports possible because not only is it impacting you know, the players, the coaches, but it's also the employees of those organizations, the employees at the stadiums who need the money to get going. So, what whatever is is possible to keep going, they're going to keep trying to do it. Is you know, is there a right or wrong answer? We can debate that all all day long. He's Mike Wells. I'm Myron Metcalf. We're filling in here on Greeny on ESPN Radio, ESPN Plus, the ESPN app, and your smart speaker. Greeny is presented by Progressive Insurance. Save your bundle, save when you bundle auto, home, and motorcycle insurance. Visit Progressive. Dot com. You can get in on the action. I'm curious what fans have to say. 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. Should the NFL consider some sort of pause or shutdown with all of these cases, or do you just move forward? I think that's a critical question, though, Mike. I mean, I think that's, a, that's what everyone's trying to figure out. I'm not going to kind of pretend like I have all the answers, but I do think we're in a different world than the one we were in a year ago. You have access to three different shots if you want them uh, to get both vaccinated and then boosted. And I think at this point, it seems like I think there are 60 million people unvaccinated. The folks who are vaccinated, they've made that decision. The folks who are not vaccinated, they've made that decision. And now we've got to come together and find a set of rules that work within that. And I don't know the answer to that, but I do think that between the NBA and all the canceled games, I cover college basketball and there are multiple games that have been canceled every day over the last couple of weeks. Um, you're covering the NFL and we're watching all the changes. There was a report that the NFL nearly canceled those three games that were moved around. So this is a critical stretch, man. And it feels as if, you know, again, I don't know the right answer, but if we don't find the proper solution, we're going to lose some critical games. Yes. Sports isn't everything. I get it. But I also feel like these organizations are sort of in a position where it's like, what more can we do? I mean, you know, most of these leagues, these leagues have higher vaccination rates than the rest of the country. The NFL, I believe, is at 90 percent. Am I correct on that? They're approaching 90 percent. It should be should be closer to 95. It might be higher than 90 percent. Right. Much higher than general society. So if you're in that position, it makes sense why you would create a policy that says, okay, asymptomatic vaccinated. We're going to treat you differently than everyone else. Does that make sense to you, Mike? But here's the thing. I think they got to have a a set. uh, 
a legit set of rules. I'm going to use this for example. You know, they're going through the deal right now where, you know, you got to show symptoms if you're vaccinated um, to get tested. Yeah. I cover the Colts, and in order for me to attend practice outdoors, we can we can only attend practice outside right now. If the practice is indoors, we are not allowed to be in the building. We can't work in the media room. In order to attend practice outside, which you need binoculars to be able to see the players, yeah, you have to get there. COVID tested. You have to get yeah. tested. I mean, we, we are not within – you know, 75, 80 yards of the players, but you still have to get tested. But to be in a stadium to attend a press conference where, you know, Carson Wentz or Frank Reich are standing at the podium, all we have to do is wear a mask and be vaccinated. We don't have to have COVID tests. Yeah. So there needs to be some type of ground rules set on things. I feel like right now everybody's kind of just, you know, trying to tinker with things. They're trying to add in a little mix here, a little mix there, and see what works. Until they find a common ground, a, a ground set of rules that, everybody is going to follow there's going to be continue to be questions and you know if you need to be tested as far as the vaccinated status it's just going to keep going round and round in circles and it's going to get more and more people frustrated with the situation he's mike wells i'm myron metcalf brothers united at espn filling here filling in on the on greenie on espn radio espn plus the espn app and your smart speaker you're 100 right here's the challenge right you can't talk about covid without it creating some sort of controversy right so you can't even have like these basic conversations without it becoming very like politicized, right? Yes. But I do feel like we all have to maybe come to an agreement that maybe we just don't know everything. And like maybe in this new world of people who are vaccinated, uh, trying to navigate everything in their lives, obviously it's affecting things beyond sports, that perhaps we need a new set of rules, right? A new set of rules if we're going to have any sense of normalcy. I just think that you're talking about college football playoff games potentially jeopardized. Texas A&M just pulled out of the Gator Bowl uh, because they didn't have enough available players. You have NFL games on the brink of cancellation. NBA games have been canceled, postponed, even though Adam Silver is saying we're not going to stop the season. College basketball. Go look at college basketball right now, the sport I love and cover. And there are critical games being canceled literally every single day. The thing that I don't know yet, though, Mike, is are these games being canceled simply because of positive tests or are they being canceled because of vaccinated asymptomatic players with positive tests? Now, I'm not saying you let people play regardless, but I do feel like we're in a world where the NFL's kind of leading the way and the NBA's kind of leading the way and trying to help us understand what this new world maybe looks like, like what this new world perhaps uh, is going to be, you know, we don't have all the answers, but it does feel like we can't necessarily play by the rules that we enjoyed last year. Real quick. Let me, let me, let me ask you this real quick, Myra. Do, do you think if you have no symptoms, you should be, uh, and you're vaccinated, do you need to be tested? I, see, I, I don't want to answer that because I don't, I don't, here's the thing. I, you shouldn't Aaron Rodgers this thing when it comes to COVID, right? The the smartest people in all of our science classes are the ones making these decisions and rules. And I'm going to listen to them. But, but I do think that we have to be open to a, a conversation where we say, okay, are the rules the same? And that's what the NFL is doing with this new policy that is going to go in. It's going into effect this week. And we think we'll lower the numbers. The fact that if you are asymptomatic and you're vaccinated in the NFL, you're now subjected to what's called targeted testing. So as I understand it, Mike Wells, they'll test the tight ends one week. They might test the quarterbacks the next week, but it's not going to be you get tested uh, every week or every day the way it has been. 
That makes a lot of sense to me, but it still might be controversial to a lot of other folks. I just think that we have to come up with a new set of rules if we want to find a way to keep playing these games. Uh, He's Mike Wells. I'm Myron Metcalf here filling in on Greedy. Starting Stronger starts at AutoZone, where they've got battery solutions in the form of free battery testing, free battery charging, and replacement batteries that fit your needs. That's what makes them America's number one battery destination. Get in the zone, AutoZone. Do you think Mike Wells, with the new policy and the targeted testing for asymptomatic vaccinated players, what are the chances that you know we're going to avoid another postponement in the NFL? I don't know. I that that and that's the thing because here here's the way the way the rule set up if you have no symptoms and you don't get tested, the reality is, I mean, if you if you have it, you have a chance to spread it. Teams are going to have to follow the rules. I'm going to use the Indianapolis Colts as an example. They have a number of key players unvaccinated. A la Carson Wentz, linebacker Darius Leonard. There's yeah. a number of players who are not vaccinated. They have followed the rules to a T as far as those masks are going. This is not where, you know, and it probably helps that Hard Knocks has cameras up in the building. And you, don't want, you, don't, you don't want to get caught slipping on Hard Knocks with no mask on. But to their credit, they've had a low number of players test positive. And when the season started, I was like, oh, this, this is going to be a situation where this could bite the Colts in the rear end by having so many of their key players not vaccinated and they test positive and they're not having to sit out, you know, 10 days instead of a shorter period of getting tested if they were vaccinated. So they're following the rules to a T in this in this situation. It, it, it's amazing because it, I, I just didn't think it was going to happen. So it's a matter of you have to follow the rules. If they say wear a mask, you have to wear the mask and follow follow the rules as far as avoiding close contact long, you know, longer yeah. than what I think, ten, you know, 10 minutes or something. Greeny, the podcast. Shopping for Mother's Day is usually a challenge because you wait until the last minute, but Macy's Gift Finder makes it incredibly fast and easy to find the right gift just in time for Mother's Day. Whether you're shopping for your sister's first Mother's Day or your fashionista mom who loves to make a statement, Macy's Gift Finder has so many great gift ideas that you can easily pick out something special to celebrate them both. You can shop by price, anywhere from 25 bucks and under to 100 bucks and under. You can also sort by category like fragrance, handbags, and more, or gift lists like for the mom who has everything, pre-wrapped gifts or gifts for grandma. Find top brands like Studio Pro Model Beats headphones, Polaroid cameras, and Samsung smart TVs. So what are you waiting for? Mother's Day is May 12th. It'll be here before you know it. Macy's has the perfect gift guide to make picking something for mom easy this year. Head to Macy's.com slash gift finder today. That's Macy's.com slash gift finder. Brainstorm. What is something that works so well that it's basically magic? Air conditioning, noise-canceling headphones, meeting-free Fridays? What about selling with Shopify? (laughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're auctioning autographed apparel or selling sleek skis, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's 
Facebook's best converting checkout, up to 36% better compared to all other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. and Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's extensive help resources are there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash greenie, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash greenie now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash greenie. So much talk in the NFL, Mike, about who should win MVP. Is it Aaron Rodgers? Is it Tom Brady? Uh, Kyler Murray is obviously he's a pro bowler, has played well. You got Patrick Mahomes still kind of in the mix uh, with what he's been able to do during this Kansas City surge. Everybody's wrong who's picking a quarterback to win MVP. I'll say that, right? To me, there's no debate at all. And if you disagree, call us 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. The NFL MVP is someone you know well, Mike Wells. His name is Jonathan Taylor. At the end of the day, if most valuable really means most valuable, and it doesn't mean best quarterback, and it doesn't mean favorite quarterback on a contending team, if it really means most valuable, how is it not Jonathan Taylor? Like, how is it not Mike Wells? I think, to me, I'm at that point. You've got to convince me that Jonathan Taylor is not the MVP of this league considering the way that he has carried a Colts team that is suddenly a contender in the NFL. There is only one way I don't think Jonathan Taylor – actually, I'm going to say two ways Jonathan Taylor does not win the MVP. A, if he gets injured, obviously, and B, if the Colts miss the playoffs. I I do believe if you're the MVP, you have to be on a team that is going to make the playoffs, and it has to get away from quarterbacks. And, you know, last year – I'm hearing from Titans fans nonstop, man. I mean, Titans fans, well, Derrick Henry didn't win it last year. Derrick Henry deserved it. He's better than Jonathan Taylor. We're not living in the past, man. Exactly. If, if we was living in the past, I'd be 35 pounds lighter. <laughs> I'd have a, some hair on my head. We'd be at the, the club right now somewhere exactly. in that town, probably, in, that. in Minneapolis. That's where we'd be. Yeah, we're not, we're not in the past anymore. <laughs> the reality is there's not a quarterback that's going to throw for 48 touchdowns this year the same way Aaron Rodgers did when he won MVP. John, what Jonathan Taylor is doing, the fact that teams are loading the box and he's out there just running for a buck seventy against the New England Patriots, yep. running for one forty three, one eighty five against Buffalo out there. He is killing it, and he's doing it in a, in the frame that it doesn't matter who's in front of me. I'm going to run over him. I'm going to run past him. And you take him off the Colts team. I'm sorry, Carson Wentz, but you take Jonathan Taylor off that team. The Colts are sitting here instead of being eight and six. They're Bro. probably looking at you know four and ten or something like that. They're not even thinking about the playoffs the way he is playing. He's changing the way the game is. He basically is following in Derrick Henry's footsteps, but he's taking it a step further and saying, I am the MVP. So unless the Colts fall flat on their booties in the past, in the final couple weeks of the regular season or Jonathan Taylor gets injured, Jonathan Taylor should be the league MVP. Oh, he, he should be, and I'm with you, Mike Wells, Meyer, Metcalf. He should be, but there are a bunch of ways he can lose it because all the voters love quarterbacks. So it'll probably be Aaron Rodgers or Tom Brady or someone like that because people don't like to vote for running backs. Running, running back is viewed as sort of this archaic position in the NFL. So when you see a cat like that, you deny his greatness. Eight 100-yard games. Correct me if I'm right, wrong. 
8-0 in those games, right? Jonathan Taylor was the one who was the separation against the Patriots, a team that the Colts never beat. He was the guy with the big touchdown late. Jonathan Taylor's your MVP. If y'all want to have a conversation about best quarterback in the doggone NFL, then let's make that award. Call it the best quarterback in the NFL award, and let's make it that. If it's about most valuable, then Jonathan Taylor is your MVP. Let's go to Mike in Omaha and see if he agrees. Mike, what are your thoughts? I actually disagree with you, and here's why. Okay. Uh, It's most valuable player, correct? Yes, it is. To me, you take him off the team, and that team is significantly worse or cannot succeed without that player. Aaron Rodgers against the Packers against the Chiefs this year proved it for me that Aaron Rodgers is the MVP. They couldn't move the ball against the Chiefs' defense at all. Uh, they're nothing without him this year, unfortunately, and I believe that makes him the MVP. Well, I mean, let's Mike, be thanks real. for the they, call. They, 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 well, they, were, they were playing the Kansas City Chiefs, okay? Jordan Love's facing the pressure of saying, I got to go toe-to-toe with Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. That, that's a hard task for any quarterback in the NFL to say, I need to sit there and put up as many points as Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs because you know Kansas City's offense is going to score. I wouldn't want to be in that position no matter how good I am because it's tough in there. Listen, you take you take Taylor off of the Colts. You take Brady off of the Bucks. It's all you, If you take all the key players off, yes, those teams are going to struggle. But what Taylor is doing makes it harder. It makes it harder, and to me, everybody knows exactly what's coming, too. You know Jonathan Taylor's going to get a bunch of carries. you got to find a way to stop him. Uh, we'll get another caller in here quick. Jesse in Wisconsin, what do you got? I think it might be a co-owner. It might be Aaron Rodgers and Jonathan Taylor. Okay, like I like, like a Brett Favre, Barry Sanders thing, huh? Okay. Yeah. I, I, I like that. I, I would accept co-MVP, Mike. I, I would accept Jonathan Taylor and Aaron Rodgers, but you can't, to me, not have Jonathan Taylor on that podium, again, if it's about most valuable. Carson Wentz, I believe, what does he go? Five for 12, 67 yards. Am I accurate in that? Yes. Uh, against the Patriots. He has one interception. He should have thrown three. They were dropped. Uh, this is a team that has seven pro bowlers, I believe, which is a record this season. No one has more than seven pro bowlers. Two on the offensive line. And, and those guys are great. It's Quentin Nelson and the other guy. Uh, his Ryan name Kelly. is Ryan Kelly. A lot of that's because of the way the guy behind you is running the ball. That's kind of the way we see things in the NFL. We reward offensive linemen when the guy behind them is really good, and they're blocking, I believe, for the MVP. Coming up next, Aaron Rodgers is talking about the good old days. Aaron Rodgers maybe needs to stop talking completely. Thanks for listening to Greeny the Podcast. You can listen live each weekday morning at 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio and see it with the video on ESPN+. Also catch Greeny on Get Up weekday mornings at 8 on ESPN and also available wherever you get your podcast.